Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello there. Welcome to the program. My name is Gary Zimek, and let me be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Now, normally on this program, we look at the Sunday Mass readings, and this weekend, it's sort of a challenge this year because the fourth and final Sunday of Advent is December the 24th. It's the day before Christmas. So I thought the best thing for me to do on this program is is really f- find a compromise, if you will. I don't want to ignore Christmas because this is man. We've been working for this uh, for the past several weeks as we've been preparing during Advent, and it's also an incredible, incredibly important uh, holy day in uh, in the eyes of the church. We're celebrating the birth of our Savior. So, what I'm going to do is look at the Mass readings from Midnight Mass of Christmas Day. It's sort of a compromise between the two. Certainly, we have been preparing for the last several weeks to prepare to to welcome Jesus. We've been trying to look at areas in our life that uh, maybe maybe need to be changed a little bit. Things that particular areas where we wait, where we may have blocked Jesus out. We're trying to prepare for him, make some room for him, so that he can be a bigger part of our life. And now today we celebrate that. We've had this as our goal, this Christmas Day, for several weeks now, and now is the time to celebrate, welcome, and welcome Jesus into our lives. Not just 2,000 years ago, which will be a big focus of today's Mass readings. We certainly don't want to forget about the fact that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, into our world that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. I mean, that is not something we want to forget. We want to celebrate that, but we also want to welcome him. You know, we can speculate uh, all we want about when the Lord will come again in glory. And of course, that's part of Advent. It's getting ready for the very real event that we know is going to take place someday. The Lord's coming back. We want to make sure we're ready. But today, as of this moment in time, he hasn't come again in glory, but he is ready to come more deeply into your life and my life, and that's why we prepare during Advent. So we welcome him today in a very real way to help us in this struggle of daily living. You know, life can be difficult, right? But the Lord really does want to help us. He didn't want to leave us alone. He wanted to come into our world. 
So today we officially welcome him, or this weekend, I should say, we officially welcome him, depending on when you listen to this program. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray today, as we always do at the beginning of the show. I'm going to direct the prayer to Jesus. Just about all the time when I start the program, we direct the, the prayer, the opening prayer to our Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus. But today, since it's we're celebrating the birthday of the Lord this weekend, Let's talk directly to Jesus, if we will, if you will, if, if that's okay. So I guess it has to be okay, right? Because I'm the guy, <laughs> it's my show, I guess it has to be. Anyway, I'm getting a little goofy here, so let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, happy birthday. Thank you so much, Jesus, for coming into our world. Thank you, Lord, for wanting to become a part of my life. I'm very grateful that you wanted to come into this world, even though it involves suffering and death for you. You came to save us and to to help us to make our way back to the Father and, and make our way to eternal life in heaven. And we're grateful for that, Lord. As we prepare to look at the readings which commemorate your birth, Lord, we ask you to really become active in our lives. We invite you. To, be, to, to occupy a larger place in our lives. In the words of St. John the Baptist, Lord, you must increase and we must decrease. And that's something that each of us can do. We can make that decision to, to let you work in us so that we can be you to those around us. We can be your hands and feet in the world. We know that's what you want, Lord. So we ask you to bless us on this special day. We ask you to bless our families, our friends. We... Uh, I ask you, Jesus, to to send your Holy Spirit to me today, because I know that you have a message. You have a special Christmas message for us this day. Please give me those words, and also open up our hearts so that when we hear your words today in sacred scripture and the message that I believe I'm supposed to deliver, that we will do something about it. We will respond. We won't just listen. We'll hear the story of your birth. We'll hear what went on, and we'll be inspired to go out into the world in whatever way we can, even if we can't leave the house, if it just amounts to prayer, to do something to share you with those around us because, Lord, you know many people don't know you, and and you're counting on us to do your work for you. So, Jesus, we, we ask these things in your mighty name, and we ask as you sit in heaven with the Father and the Holy Spirit, and we, we thank you for all that you have done and continue to do for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, thank you for praying with me. My name is Gary Zimak, and you are listening to the Christmas, I guess the Christmas edition of the program, and as I said at the beginning, I wanted to combine the fourth Sunday of Advent with the celebration of Christmas Day, and I couldn't do all the readings, so what we're doing is the Mass readings for for Midnight Mass, the Midnight Mass of Christmas. That's what we're going to look at. Before we get to the readings, I want to direct you to my website. If you have any questions about what I do, if you want to invite me to speak at your parish, if you want to find out about my books, if you want to sign up sign up for my newsletter, my daily email reflection, um, all you need to do is go to followingthetruth.com. That's the place to go. All right, well, let's get right to it. So we're looking at the Mass readings for Midnight Mass on Christmas 
Christmas Eve, technically, but this is the celebration of the birth of Jesus. And as I always do, we're going to start with the gospel. This is a familiar one, one of my favorites. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to this city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. You know, you and I are so familiar with this gospel account of the birth of the Lord that sometimes, uh, I don't know, I, I think it's easy to take it for granted, but this is a spectacular story, and highly unexpected, too. When you look at how the Messiah entered the world, most people didn't expect him to show up in this manner, even though the scriptures, the Old Testament contains lots of details about where the Messiah would be born, about his birth. There were there were a lot of details that were missed because he came in such an ordinary and uh, private way, if you want to call it that. And this really goes to show you the way God works sometimes. Sometimes his greatest miracles are, dis- are, are really are miracles in disguise. Wouldn't you, wouldn't, you think, wouldn't you agree with that? Like sometimes he works in such a subtle way in our lives that we don't recognize his intervention. And I think this story, you know, several different messages out of this story, the story of the birth of Jesus. Number one, that God cares about each one of us. So much so that he came into our world to save us, to save us from sin, from save us, to save us from eternal damnation, to help us because he didn't want us to be deserted. He didn't want us to be alone. He wanted to make sure that he enabled us to live with him forever in heaven. And therefore he came into our world to save us. And, and I think the, the, you know, the other point is, as I just alluded to, is the fact that he came in a very ordinary way, not spectacular, uh, an unpleasant way for Jesus to enter the world, an unpleasant way for Mary and Joseph to 
deliver the Savior to the world? I mean, things weren't easy for them. They're not even home. They happen to be in a foreign land. Can't even find a place to stay. And this is how God entered the world. And again, I think there's a message for us. But the overall message is that we are not alone. That God is not going to leave us stranded, deserted, helpless. He's going to intervene and get involved in our lives. Isn't that a good thing? I mean, sometimes we all feel that we might be alone. We might feel that we can't handle the problems that we're forced to handle. We might feel that we don't have what it takes to maybe even get through another day. And then we look at the story of Jesus entering the world to save us, if you will, to lead us back to our heavenly home with the Father and Him and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So, great story and a reminder for us all that we are not alone, that the Lord loves us. So now let's look at the first reading. And again, we're looking at the readings from Midnight Mass. This is from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And I'll stop it there. You know, we've all heard this before. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. When we welcome Jesus Christ into our lives, and this is something that you and I have to do. It's not going to be done for us. You and I must officially welcome Jesus and give him permission to work in our lives. He's not going to force his way. and I've learned that the hard way. He's not going to force his way. We need to give him control and say, Lord, please help me work in my life. Use me as your instrument. Guide me. And it's going to make life a whole lot easier when we do that. But sometimes it's difficult for us to give him that control, isn't it? Because we're so used to doing things on our own. But once we do, once we turn our life over to Christ, once we surrender, that dreaded S word, the surrendering, that's difficult sometimes to surrender control to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to live for you. I want you to lead me. I want to do things the way you want me to do them and not the way I want to do them. And once we do that, then we begin to see that light so we can walk clearly in a very often a dark world. Wouldn't you say the world could be a really dark place, but with the light of Christ, things become clearer. And we're called as Christians to to swim upstream, if you want to, if you want to call it that to be radically different than many of the people around us because Jesus was radically different and that's what he calls us to. So back to the prophet Isaiah, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom. A light has shone, even though you don't feel like it, even though you might not feel like it right now, Inviting Jesus to work in your life is going to make a difference. Now, you may feel like it, but you might not. You might need a little reminder. I need a reminder because sometimes I think, well, yes, I've I've surrendered my life to Christ. I try to do it every day, but some days I don't feel any different. That's okay. We don't always have to feel it. Back to Isaiah, you have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing as they rejoice before you as at the harvest 
as people make merry when dividing spoils. That's why we celebrate today. We celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, and because he was born, he's real. And because he's real, you and I can have a relationship with him. For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster, you have smashed as on the day of Midian. You know, by, by Christ being active in our life, by surrendering our lives to him, by asking him to walk with us and to help us, takes a lot of the burden away. Don't burden yourself with trying to do things on your own. Jesus is here now to help us. For every boot that tramped in battle, every cloak rolled in blood, will be burned as fuel for flames. For a child is born to us, a son is given us, Upon his shoulder, dominion rests. They name him Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. His dominion is vast and forever peaceful. From David's throne and over his kingdom, which he confirms and sustains by judgment and justice, both now and forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Things are different now. You know, we look at this this reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, written thousands of years ago. But these words, we can live these words right now. Things are different because we are welcoming Jesus into our lives in a new way. I mean, that's really the, the culmination of Advent. That's what we were trying to do. We were trying to prepare for him. Now we can officially welcome Jesus. We can invite him to take over, to help us so that we don't have to do it by ourselves, so that we don't have to bear the burden of life on our own, so we don't try to be holy all by ourselves. He wants to help us, and He will help us. So for that reason, today we rejoice. We can see clearly now, because the Lord has arrived. He is now here. The Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 96, Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all you lands. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Um, and, I, and I should say this, the, the responsorial psalm, we have a mixture today. The verses that we read are going to be from Psalm 96, but the response, today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord, actually comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 11. Sometimes we'll see this in the responsorial psalm. We see a combination of the Old and the New Testament. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Announce His salvation day after day. Tell His glory among the nations, among all peoples, His wondrous deeds. Somebody in your life needs to hear about Jesus in some way today. Maybe not even with words. Maybe through your actions. You know, we, sometimes we have to go, care, go slowly. If we look at the way our salvation, or I should say our redemption, came about, Jesus came into this world as an infant. And after thousands of years of waiting for the Messiah to arrive, he then comes as an infant and has to grow up before he can launch his public ministry for approximately three years and then die on the cross and rise from the dead. He took his time. 
So as we try to win souls for Christ, as we try to share Jesus with others, we have to be aware of the fact that a lot of people don't want to hear anything about Jesus. They do not want to be preached at. You know, you ever hear that? Well, this this person was too preach. I don't want somebody to preach at me or preach to me. We sometimes have to use prudence about how we're going to share Jesus with others. And oftentimes it is best to go slow. And one of the best ways to start is just by being kind, a smile, a kind word. And eventually you win the confidence of people and they may ask you, well, why are you so happy or why are you so kind to me or why are you different? And then that gives you the opening to actually share about Jesus. This is how we announce his salvation day after day. We don't have to do it by pulling out our Bible and preaching. That'll work sometimes, but a lot of times that won't work. And, and, you know, use the right, be careful of your timing, ask the Holy Spirit to help you, and also do it in the right situation. We don't want to be doing it in the middle of a crowded room when we're trying to talk to somebody about Jesus. You know, you go slowly sometimes and don't be in a hurry, which is, that's how the Lord works. He seems to like to take his time. I know it drives us crazy sometimes, doesn't it? But that's how he works. Um, Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and what fills it resound. Let the plains be joyful and all that is in them. Then shall all the trees of the forest exult. Today we rejoice. We rejoice because we celebrate the birth of our Savior and welcome him in a very real way. And I'm not talking in a flowery, fluffy type way, in a theoretical way. I am talking the real deal, welcoming Jesus into our lives, into my very real life. I want Jesus to take over. I want him to lead me, and he will. He will. I promise you he will. I look at so many uh, of the situations in my life that he has handled for me, and it's really been it's, it's been a great ride, and I I am enjoying walking with Jesus. I really am, and every day I just try to trust him a little bit more and give him more control, and let him work through me and let him use me as his instrument. Again, it's a daily process and it takes time. They shall exult before the Lord, for He comes, for He comes to rule the earth. He shall rule the world with justice and the peoples with his constancy. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. When we talk about Jesus ruling, he's a different kind of king, isn't he? A king that comes into the world in a very humble way. Because Jesus was humble. And that's what he calls us to do. Humble not in the sense of thinking poorly of ourselves, but seeing ourselves as we really are, as children of God, not as God. You know, so many times we try to be in control. We want to be the one in control. Well, we're the creature. God is the creator. And we owe it to him to let him be the one in charge. It's difficult sometimes, but that is where we find peace in this life, and that's where... You know, that's how we can be in a position where we know we're doing God's will, to be humble, to realize and recognize that he is God and we're not, and to to work on trusting him. Trust is a choice. Trust isn't a feeling. And 
it, it, it starts with this relationship with Jesus and just saying, Jesus, please come into my life and I'm going to choose to trust you this day. Please lead me where I need to go. And over time, the relationship grows and he becomes more real every day. So I urge you, if you've never formally surrendered your life to Christ and accepted him as your Lord, and your Savior, today's the day to do it. Today's the day to do it. Welcome, Jesus. I've been waiting for you. I'm so glad you came into my life. Use me, Lord. Lead me. Let's together go out and serve others. Because that's what he wants to do. He wants to do great things in you. He also, want, he also wants to give you peace. So many of us look for peace every day. And Jesus really is the answer. Let's look at the second reading today. It's from St. Paul's letter to Titus, chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. Beloved, the grace of God has appeared, saving all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age as we await the blessed hope the appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to deliver us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for himself a people as his own, eager to do what is good. We've been waiting for several weeks of Advent for this official day to welcome Jesus into our lives. And again, we don't want to lose sight of his second coming. We don't want to lose sight of the fact that we're going to be judged either at his second coming or upon our death, whichever comes first. So we have that judgment. That's still ahead of us. He hasn't arrived yet today. If you're listening to this, you're not at the point where you are being judged. But you see what we've been doing. We've been preparing to welcome Jesus on this day. And in order to do that, During Advent, we've been trying to clean up our internal homes so that we're ready for Him. We've got to make space for Him. He'll occupy the space, but we've got to clear some space up for Him. So if we continue to do that each day, you know, we got ready, we welcomed Him today. Now every day, we want to make sure that we're letting Jesus work in us. If we're doing that every day, then we're going to be ready for our judgment, whether it happens upon our death or when Jesus comes again in glory, one day at a time, because we don't know when that day will be when Jesus will come back or when we'll die. We don't know when that day is. So from now on, now that we welcomed him officially, and now we want to do we're going to do this again next Advent. It's not like you just do this once. We do it every year because we always wanted each each succeeding Advent after this year, we, we want to keep getting closer to him. So we, we might be closer, hopefully we're closer to Jesus. He's doing more in us than was the case last year at Christmas time. And then next Advent, we want to move on from here and get a little bit closer to him or a lot closer to him. We want to keep working on this for the rest of our lives so that we get closer and closer to Jesus until that day when it is time to meet him face to face. And then we're going to be ready. So today, as we close out this program, let's continue to celebrate this great occasion when Jesus came into our world, when he came into our world to lead us back to to the Father and back to our heavenly homeland, which is where we're all headed. 
That's where we want to be. That is the goal, to make it to heaven. Jesus is here now. He's ready to get active in your life. Please continue to welcome him and to surrender to his will. That, by doing that, is how you're going to find your peace and how you're eventually going to make your way to heaven. I just want to, before we go off the air, I want to thank you for for just being here for me, for your prayers, for your, your kind words, for your financial contributions. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to have you as a part of my life. I'm grateful to be able to do this to be able to do this program. I'm grateful to all the radio stations and to the podcasting services who deliver this program. And I thank you for everything. You are going to be in my prayers. I look forward to continuing with this program for a long time to come, as long as the Lord wants me to do it. Thank you again, and Merry Christmas to you and all of your family and friends. God bless you.